Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, guys. Good morning, guys. Okay. Um, supply chain struggles are back. The markets were shocked last week when a key inflation measurement, the consumer price index, rose a higher than expected 0.3% in December, pushing the annual rate to 3.4%. This was partly a response to retailers having a hard time accessing the Red Sea and Suez Canal, the main routes for shipments from Asia to Europe, and an important one for deliveries to the U.S. East Coast. This is because Iran-backed Houthi rebels are attacking commercial ships as a statement against Israel. This has caused shipping rates to surge as containers reroute around the Cape of Good Hope, forcing goods to take longer to arrive. After the inflation report, the U.S. and the United Kingdom fired missiles into Yemen to hit the Houthis. This is a sign the war may be spreading out in the Middle East. So the question is, do you think this thing with the Houthis will get bigger? Will the Israel-Hamas war spread out? And how will the U.S. markets react? Yeah, well, look, uh, it, it has spread out, right? Um, these are the new type of wars, I guess, we're fighting with our kind of force based on the horizon and, uh, you know, looking out at threats. Um, I mean, our ships have, and England's ships, right, have been uh, routinely under attack, as has global shipping. Um, I think that an, an American flag tanker um, was also, or not tanker, an American flag ship, uh, was was seized. So uh, th- this this will spread a little bit. Um, you also have Iran yeah. being very emboldened over this, right? Uh, Monday, uh, they had strikes into um, parts of Iraq, parts of Syria uh, by their uh, Republican uh, Revolutionary Guard, rather, uh, which, you know, is, is pretty emboldened uh, missile strikes from Iran into Iraq. So um, you have an emboldened Iran, um, you have oil moving up, um, you know, kind of a front runner to this. And you have these attacks going on. I think there's a lot more Houthi targets uh, from what they hit. And they hit quite a lot. They hit like 30 targets, I think, over the weekend, something like that. Um, so this there, there's definitely, um, you know, something going on here. Now, uh, UK's incoming defense minister was out also uh, over the weekend. He And he was basically warning about, you know, how the, the global order um, is facing new threats and that, you know, the, the Cold War peace dividend is over and that, you know, NATO-based countries should be ramping up their defense spending to around two and a half percentage points of GDP, uh, which is large. So um, there's definitely some fears out there in the market. You're right. You know, you, you see the shipping lines um, getting tight once again. Uh, in the U.S., we have, um, you know, proposal for, for uh, Trump's proposal. Uh, who looks like he'll get the nomination, um, talking about a 10% uh, tariff on foreign goods. Um, so I would expect, uh, you know, these shipping costs to stay kind of elevated for a little bit of time here. Okay. The second question is, the spike in inflation shows the Fed will have a bumpier than expected road ahead in its struggle to bring inflation lower. Has this changed your outlook on rate cuts? Not necessarily. I think that we have been pretty vocal about the fact that it's going to be much more difficult for the Fed to move as soon as Wall Street and or the market wants it to move. Um, We've said multiple times that inflation is likely going to stay stickier throughout this year than market proponents anticipate. You're probably looking at CPI bouncing between 3, 3.2 to 3.5, 3.6%. For the majority of the first half of the year, which 
makes it very unlikely that the Fed can aggressively cut or even cut much at all as long as they're as long as inflation stays north of three percent due to the fact that their inflation target is two. Now, core PCE, which is largely the Fed's uh, preferred method of gauging inflation, is closer to its target than actual CPI is right now. CPI was boosted significantly over the course of the last couple months due to insurance premiums rising for two particular reasons. One, if you own a property in Florida, your insurance premiums have most likely doubled over the course of the last couple of years. And two, people are driving more. So auto insurance uh, is actually ticking up again after the COVID time period where people were driving less. Um, what we're more likely to see that not a lot of people are actually talking about yet is the Fed beginning to wind down quantitative tightening and or the runoff of its balance sheet. Um, the Fed has run off about $1.3 trillion of its balance sheet over the course of the last couple of years. And we've seen over the course of the last few months a significant uptake in the Fed's reverse repo facility. Um, it's declining and it's starting to show some uh, increased stresses in the balance. Uh, I'm sorry, in the banking system. And on top of that, um, a lot of the emergency banking protocols that were rolled out in the spring due to the regional banking crisis, they're beginning to run out of money. Um, so that likely is going to force the Fed's hand to slow down quantitative tightening and or eliminate it by the spring. We're not saying QE is going to come back, but um, they're starting to signs are beginning to appear of some increased stresses and in liquidity behind the scenes. So it's likely that we see quantitative tightening done by the spring. Um, I still don't think the Fed can move by then in terms of a rate cut, but that'll be the first thing um, that that is actually indicative of some easing on the Fed's end. Okay, thanks, guys. That was great. And if you'd like to submit a question, send it to our email address, which is question at twoquestiontuesday.com, and we'll be back next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.